This is Death by DVD, and you are listening to Harry Scott Sullivan. And what you are about to hear is a lost episode of Death by DVD. That's right, a lost episode. And I'm sure you're wondering how the fuck can you lose an episode in this modern era of digital recording, but lost, verb, past and past particle of lost, or adjective, unable to find one's way, not knowing one's whereabout, or denoting something that has been taken away or cannot be recovered, it was fucking lost. Hidden in a sea of thousands of other files. Originally recorded October 2022, the following episode is the long-lost Halloween Ends episode featuring myself and I, Alexander Nash. So let's take a step back and get into our time machine and travel all the way back to October 2022, and we'll get this long-lost episode playing. Without further ado, we'll all take one last trip to Haddonfield. This is Death by DVD, and it's Halloween. I am Harry Scott Sullivan, and I, Alexander Nash, is here, fresh from Smith Grove's sanatorium. If you couldn't guess, this is the end of us ever fucking discussing Halloween as a franchise (laughs) on this show ever again. Bullshit! 2025 Halloween reboot! Let's go, baby! We've avoided it for years. A couple years ago, when we were still a live show, I ignorantly did one long episode with every movie where I discussed all at the time. There were only, I think, nine or ten in the series. Uh, It's up to Zombie series, and I did them all, and then I did two commentaries for Rob Zombie's Halloween films, and those are no longer available because they're fucking terrible. That's why. They're, they sound like shit, and they're, they're stupid, and they're not good. I was pro-zombie even back then, and I, I think by the time you're going to be able to hear this, our, our dead studio audience, there's a, a ridiculously long show where we were joined by Justin, the cinemasochist from Watch Skip Plus, and we ranked the entire Halloween series, and... Uh, I'm I'm just so tired of Halloween and the concept. <laughs> I'm so I'm so happy it's ending, but for how many years? I think that the guy that plays Michael Myers, James Jude Courtney, or it might be Jude James Courtney. I should have looked that up. We're supposed to be some sort of informed podcast that knows a thing or two about something. Irrelevant factual information. Regardless, it was James Jude Courtney. Fuck, I doubted myself. I need to believe in myself more. I think he's already made plans about appearing as the character again. I don't care. 
I'm so this is the worst way to begin an episode about a movie we're going to discuss. But my <laughs> you fucking said God. the word you're tired of the concept of Halloween as in the Halloween films. And that's kind of very important to this film as well. It's because there's kind of two sides to the argument of Halloween ends, especially in David Gordon Green's trilogy. And it's like, well, you're getting off the concept of Halloween. And maybe that's a good thing because there ain't much of a concept to Halloween. It's a guy in a mask killing people, and that's it. I think it's a great thing, but at at the same time, I have found I, some people. Some people do it for pleasure and love the series, and I don't mean to insult them. And I tip my hat to them, but I found watching Halloween, John Carpenter, nineteen seventy eight, all the way up to David Gordon Green's Halloween Ends, two thousand and twenty two. Just it's fucking monotonous. And then to sit down and have to form coherent thought about these movies and how they work against or with one another. And it, it just has burned me out so vastly on it. And by I was already crushed by that point in time of studying Halloween by when ends came out. And I went to see it in theaters and I, I, I've told the story before, but I fucking was shocked walking out of theaters. I did. I didn't know what to think. And I went home and watched it again on Peacock. And at that point I started ruminating and it took me a couple days of thinking to where it went from, I understand why people think this is as bad as resurrection to fuck those people. They're fools. <laughs> Simple minded fools. You know nothing. Well, if you look at people's like tier list, of the Halloween movies, I mean, they're all pretty divisive, but most people kind of fall in a general pattern. And for me, it's the, the worst two movies for me have got to be H2O and resurrection. I fucking hate H2O, and there are people who really like H2O, and okay, fine, whatever, but H2O is boring, and it's 90s boring at that, and yeah. it's also, like, just kind of a very cheaply done 90s slasher film, and nothing happens in most of it, so I don't particularly like it that much, and when people talk shit about Rob Zombie's uh, Halloween movies, like the first one, it ain't very good, I'll admit that. But the second one's like, okay, he did something interesting with the characters and had not really much interest in making another, um, you know, stabby, stabby Michael Myers picture, which I think is interesting, and that's why I think Howling Ends is kind of interesting. We got away from the stabby, stabby bullshit and got to something, I, like, something to like, actually think about a little bit as opposed to just the same. It's movie 13. I don't want to see this guy just keep stabbing people every fucking time. That was kills. That was how he kills. Everybody hated that. And now everybody hates this one more than that. Yeah, I have H2O ranked. I wouldn't say highly, but it's it's middle grounds. And a lot of that reasoning for me is nostalgia. But uh, in my, my defense of that movie, because I do agree it is rather boring, my defense of it is I like this timeline with the Laurie Strode character. I like how they handled and dealt with Laurie Strode and what her trauma was like and following the story of Carpenter and uh, Deborah Hill's original film. And then Resurrection was just... And it's, it's you know, everyone mocks and makes fun of Buster Rhymes, and it wasn't him. It, that wasn't even the problem with the movie. Uh, the, the issue at hand is using a, a celebrity who you thought celebrity status was bigger than the villain. And, you know, 20 years later... No insult to Buster Rhymes. He's nowhere near the celebrity status he was in the late 90s, early 2000s, and it doesn't work that well and becomes laughable. The problem is the movie just fucking sucks. Con the concept's cool. I like the concept. I've said that before, but it's fucking... 
It's boring, and that's the that's the most insulting thing you can do with this series is make it boring. The original Carpenter film, at least, is scary. I'm not the biggest Halloween 2 fan, but it still is not a boring movie, and uh, with I, I always will have defense for Zombies film. I hate Little White Trash Michael. I think that's terrible. I can't stand it. I do, I do not like the beginning of that movie, and, and you get past it to Grown Up Michael. Tyler Maine's pretty great. I think he's a... A terrifying addition to the series, and like you said, Halloween Two is great. Director's cut, even with the white horse stuff, it works. Leave the leave the horse alone, people. It's fine. And just to I assess on Halloween ends, it it it's it's a hard watch, but it also is a very conflicting one. There's as much that works for me that does not work for me. There's a lot that I think is ridiculous. There's, I it's not even so much pacing. I think there's just a lot shoved into it that needed to it it feels like it's a sequel to a different story than the two that David Gordon Green had told before but also that works to the benefit of the movie it just I, I think a lot of it is just me as a fan I wanted a continuation to certain aspects of the first two stories I thought a lot worked with Halloween 2018 a lot worked with Halloween Kills that I really really liked and with each movie, more and more is abandoned from the previous story until we get to this one. The only thing that's really left is Allison and Laurie Strode. And who am I to to judge any interpretation of someone's trauma? But one of my biggest faults with this movie is how just wh where the Laurie character is now and what the Allison character is now compared to the events of the last film. It just doesn't seem like it's the same universe. It seems like they're new characters, and especially Frank Will Patton's character, Officer uh, Frank McFrankieson. He, uh, they, they just don't seem like themselves from the previous films. But again, that is a bit of the point of this film, and also referencing Halloween Three, Tommy Lee Wallace's. The movies have dual comparisons, and Christine. Well, I think it is more cognitive than you think it is as far as a series of films that all go together. They all go together and it's all saying a singular thing. It's yeah, just not very well pulled off. And that's, I'd say the biggest gripe with Halloween ends is just, I like what direction you're going here, but it seems like probably some studio interference and you still get the guy with the, uh, you know, the guy with the knife roaming around when obviously you're not interested in telling that story. So it just feels like a little patchwork here and there and not really a fully realized thing. Also, it's a little bit boring at times as well. But I think the entire David Gordon Green thing is, yes, it's about trauma, but I also think there's a certain amount of kind of taking the audience to task for reveling in violence, uh, being obsessed with things like true crime, um, letting the evils of the world affect your life to a certain degree where you just can't let a lot of these things go and the obsessions we have. Because if you look at the first um, Halloween from 2018 by David Gordon Green, Michael doesn't even really get set off until the podcasters show up and also his current uh, psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever that, that doctor was, uh, he's also obsessed with Michael Myers. Like Michael Myers doesn't get set off until like basically he can get almost some recognition, not like in that like kind of media savvy way, but more of just when people think about it, when people wouldn't let go of the memory of uh, what Michael Myers was in 1978, it 
brought him back out of his shell. Oh, I still matter. I'm still terrifying to people. I am still to be feared. And I think that's a thread that continues through all three movies that it's kind of the townspeople. It's kind of the country in itself is what keeps Michael Myers going. And I think he's also answering a question of why does Michael do what he does? Cause in Halloween kills, he's just, he needs to stare out the window because he's looking at himself. He's kind of, that guy having a Joker moment of just admiring himself and just going, look how badass I am. They tell you in in Halloween Ends what all that is with with the little Nietzsche reference at the radio station that it's staring into the abyss. Sometimes the abyss stares back, fighting monsters, all that sort of stuff. The thing is, it's uh, I think a lot of it ends up being back writing. Is we're introduced to some really great concepts in the first movie, and I, I think they left open passageways for them to write write themselves out of holes that could it be somewhat supernatural that it's triggering the mask makes everyone kind of go crazy in the first movie and all everyone's upset and then Michael breaks out but then we learn that his doctor the new psycho Loomis has set all this up because he has this theory that it all centers around Laurie Strode which in fact it doesn't that character is completely thrown away totally waste that character that they and I I don't think people they realize you know we're gonna make it the second movie made I think it was just doing one thing at a time then the next movie even further is more Michael can't be defeated he's he is shot so many times he's shot with like a thirty out six at the end of Halloween and then he goes into the next movie he's shot somewhere up upwards of twenty times stabbed with multiple ab- objects no way a man at at the time period at least sixty he would be sixty years old could survive it we move into the next movie and they've tried to at least give some humanization to it but each and every time uh, what my initial complaint is it seems like this is a sequel to another movie when you go at kills with comparison to 18 that itself seems like a sequel to a different movie but each time they do it it does encompass a great deal from the series and one thing that works with Halloween ends is when you when you go over it with a fine tooth comb so much of this is homages to other things throughout the the actual 1 through 12 Halloween series but manages to differ enough that it likens itself to Tommy Lee Wallace's film of completely going going against what the fan expectation was. I think having no expectations with the film, you are allowed to see something differently and that Michael's just a fucking old man and the perpetuation of fear within humanity is what's kept this running and that you can conquer fear if you realize blah 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 it's it's fucking vastly philosophical for and i don't mean this as an insult but for a danny mcbride film and i think that's a problem too that people just were like it's the first two movies were kind of funny and i i I love this goddamn character so i'll talk about him again the first person to die in this movie series is like a 12 year old dancing boy named lumpy and rest in peace lumpy i'd love i wish your story could have continued little fella and and there was a lot of comedy. You could fucking tell Danny McBride was at the writing table. This movie is a different caliber. And I think, again, expectation leads people to, I've, this is the fucking worst Halloween series ever. So you just want, want violence for the sake of violence. You just want Mike, Michael, this guy in the mask, wasting people. And there's, there's a lot of, I mean, I think if Corey had ended up becoming Michael, which uh, this this is... Uh, just a thought. I don't. I, I. don't know if I misread. I think there's like four or five endings that were shot for this movie, and in some of them, I'm sure Corey lives and Laurie dies, and, and they tested different audience. I don't like the ending at all. I, I mean, but it works. I don't like it, but it fucking works, and I don't hate it. But I would, uh, even if they. My point is, if they had replaced Michael with Corey, and Michael lives and becomes somebody else, people would have still fucking hated it. They. You just want this 
old fucking guy that should he's at retirement age I think Michael would be 65 years old he should be getting AARP discounts and going to Denny's and you want him to go fucking killing people more it's ridiculous well I think you said it a little bit earlier of like oh do, like does the mask give him his power because even Corey and Howling in seems to think that the mask has some inherent value to making him a killer and I think that's part of it is just the myth of Michael Myers is what is keeping Michael Myers going. I mean, a lot of people complained about how he kills. Oh, you've turned him into Jason Voorhees and he's an unkillable thing. But in how he kills, he's at probably his most powerful just because he's feared so much. The entire town is after him. the town's going crazy. So, I mean, he kind of can't be stopped. And then you in Halloween ends, take that concept and show four years later, Michael is fucking dying because he is just an old man because no one's really like, I mean, he's not as feared. He hasn't showed up in forever, and the town itself is taking um, it out on themselves. They're committing suicide. There's murders. Like, you know, just the town's kind of gone crazy, and Michael doesn't have as much power. And I don't think it's like a supernatural thing. Like, say, in um, Nightmare Elm Street where, oh, they're thinking of Freddy again, so he... He was weak before, but now people are starting to dream about him again. Now he's feared. I don't think it's on that level of like a supernatural type power. I think it's just conceptually the idea, the idea of um, of a just a, like a group of people um, giving you giving someone kind of the will, the will to go on, the will to keep living because he is kind of like a Patrick Bateman type character of thinking he is so special. That's why he's staring at himself. That's why in Halloween ends, he carves a rock to look like his face so he can stare at himself some more. I think there's a certain amount of egotism in his killings, um, a certain amount of just they don't know who they're fucking with, that whole attitude. With the character of Corey and the duality of Michael Myers, there could be a sense and just a theory here that you're told something for so long. Like, this doesn't explain what Michael does as a child. He's a little psycho fucking kid, and he kills his sister and does some terrible stuff on Halloween in 1963. But for the next 40 years or so, he's told over and over again, he's dealing with Loomis, you know, you're... He's evil. You're evil! You're evil incarnate. Got these black devil eyes! And he's over and over and over again told this, and then obviously Corey, the same thing, even though it was a pure accident. He, it's like, uh, uh you know... No, nobody knows. You got to explain it. It's it's the duality of man. Is it being told something, taught something? Can your environment train you to be this? Or are you a product of your environment? Is your environment a product of you? Have these people been conditioned and trained to become this after a point of time? It's a where... nature versus nurture argument, like personified on screen, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, Michael breaks out and he's been told for so long how evil he is, so he's going to go be the most extreme evil that, that he can possibly be until he can get back to his window where he can look at himself and admire the fact that he is the evil that all of these people have made him out to be. Then you encounter him in the third movie and, and as you've pointed out, the goddamn rock carving, which again, you know, you got that whole Nietzsche reference in the abyss and the fact he lives in this tunnel and crawls inside of it and then the old homeless fella says something around the lines of, you know, nobody, why are you special? Why did you get to crawl out? He brings people in and nobody gets to come out. So, again, the abyssal zone looking into this monstrous self too long, you can become what you've been perpetuated to be. And I think that's uncomfortable for the fans, which I, I don't know. This is this will be the most insulting conversation I've had on this movie because I just fucking question the fans. After I sat and watched the entire series, it's like, what the fuck do you want? 
What I mean, because the fucking the same thing over and over and over again, basically, but with a little twist. Some of the movies that are fucking celebrated in this series are ridiculously just st- stupid. I I think the Loomis trilogy, fucking four, five, and six, are dumb. I think those movies don't work. The whole man in black thing, the cult of Thorn. He's some weird druid assassin that only comes out in Samhain. That's stupid. That's dumb to me. I don't even care for Halloween too. That I think the my 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 least favorite thing in the goddamn Halloween series is Laurie Strode and Michael Myers being related. And part two is where that thing comes forward, and that's most of my disliking for it. Other than that, I think it's a, a very mean-spirited movie, and that's some of my problems also is that it it's just making Michael undefeatable. And, of course, the ending you would have thought was pretty clean that there's no fucking surviving an ether explosion, but alas, Halloween 4 begins, and... Um, just it just it doesn't make sense and none of it makes sense and i guess that's me asking too goddamn much for something to make sense but at least when you follow the friday the 13th series the beginning of each movie is like well yeah they were trying to dig him up and the motherfucker got struck by lightning now he's back zombie jason deal with it there's there's something and it might be ridiculous, but it's something, and that's all I ask for, and each series has nothing for me. I mean, I really like Rob Zombies, I love Halloween 1, and for me, my my new preferred way of watching is Halloween 1, 2018, Kills and Ends. That That's, that's what I'm going to sit down and watch Halloween now, it's kind of like when I do The Exorcist, you got to throw in some special movies on top of it. I don't agree because I will probably never watch many of these David Corgan Green Halloween movies again. And it has not, it's not really to the quality of the film of just I like I find them interesting, but not very entertaining. Um, I'd rather watch some trash or sleaze on this, like something that I find that's weird or just kind of I find entertaining for numerous reasons. Th- these are more just like think pieces. And I, once I'm done thinking about it, I will move on. But I think also that's a bit of what Halloween ends is trying to say. And this trilogy is trying to say of just kind of the commercialization of murder. And I mean, think about how many different products there are of Michael Myers and like toys and all these different totems that people are essentially making towards a person who is a mass killer. And I think there's a little bit of turning the mirror back on the audience of like, you're literally paying to watch somebody kill other people. And Hey, I get that, and we enjoy those things, but this is what it, I mean, a more kind of reality base of what it would be like, and it's like right back in your face of, you're the one who's bitching about no creative kills, like, you're the ones who are bitching about, well, Michael's not a badass in this one, Michael's just a man, why are you worshipping this man that's just a murder, why, why are you so obsessed with this idea, this iconography of, he's so badass, like, it's, it's kind of like even poking fun at the uh, people who dress up as Michael Myers, who I have a sinking suspicion kind of get off a little bit on the voyeurism of who really like to like walk around and make the the noise of the breath and to kind of just silently stalk people uh, just because they think it's fun. It's kind of interesting to, you know, get to that point, not actually kill anybody, but all the things around it, the stalking part, I kind of, I don't know. I kind of find it interesting. I kind of enjoy doing that, you know, as, as fun. And again, Halloween ends is why do you think that's fun? Why do you think like it's okay to be this heavily involved in this character? Um, but again, Halloween ends is just not something I'm going to go back to. I wouldn't say it's a good movie. I wouldn't say it's a particularly bad movie. It's okay. And 
Let's just say it's you know it's good. It's decent to good, and it's about a three star movie, three and a half stars maximum. But it's just not saying I'd rather go back and watch. I don't know something fucking goofy, a terrible slasher film from the eighties. That's going to be more entertaining to me. This is just this is a, a little bit like homework. Yeah, I mean, uh, just following through with what you're saying, it's not even that you'd rather watch another movie in the Halloween series. It's just I'd rather no. watch another movie. And that's where I, I, I'm honestly at that in general, but I am speaking a little jaded because so much of, of my October 2022, I, I was fucking studying the Halloween movies because I didn't want to sound like an absolute buffoon on Watch Skip Plus, which I'll keep mentioning them. I implore you, if you're listening to this, go Google it, check them out. Uh, find us on social media. I've been posting uh, uh, quite a bit about it. It's a great episode. The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema joins us. Sammy Samurai came on, and and it's a it's that's the big guess. It was wonderful being able to join with him. Got to get it out there. Promote it. Download it. Give these guys some. Go download it fifty times. Doesn't matter if you listen to it. Do do the right thing for Death by DVD. <laughs> Make it look like we have a great caring audience. I've brought up so much, and I, I don't want to sound absolutely jaded with the series because there's a lot I do like. Like I can rewatch the Loomis trilogy at least. The well, maybe not so much the last one where where Jamie Lloyd has been recast with somebody else. Uh, Paul Rudd is all right, but it's just so much of the series gets more and more redundant for me that I found I'd only seen ends and kills as they had come out. So when I rewatched the entire series this year. I, I paused and was waiting for the theatrical release of Ends, and I watched the David Gordon Green duo back-to-back, or, you know, right before the film, and I found out of everything going through the series that maybe just for me, because I, I, I think everything you've said is completely valid and I don't have any disagreements with it, because I don't know when I'm ever going to sit down and rewatch this again unless I watch the whole fucking series, which I have no interest in doing for quite some time. But I, I just felt more refreshed with especially the first film. I like a lot of the mythologies in the first film. I like the new evil Loomis doctor. I, I, I think a lot of that's fan service. I loved the scenes that were, were made to look like they were from 1978 Halloween kills. I think there is a great amount of detail and something new embedded in the mythology while also trying to change the mythology of the previous series within these movies but it's beating the fucking horse that's been dead for at least 28 years at this point i mean i would say resurrection was the death of halloween and trying to revive it like no no insult to rob zombie his films are fucking great i really really like the rob zombie films there's some of his best films i really think but d- dead subject fuck it and it's everyone wants new hellraisers they want new Jason, I am finding it hard to go back and watch any dimension horror film from the 90s to like early 2000s. Like almost all of them are bad. And it's I mean, that's a uh, subjective because I know there's a lot of people that are in the defense of those movies. And, and really, it's 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 I don't want to say it's a fad, but it's become pretty popular lately digging those up. There are some that nostalgically I, I have a bit of attachment to, but for the most part, fuck off. I just don't, and it's just me. I don't have anything, any, I remember watching them and going, this is cutting edge at the time period and renting them. So there's obvious uh, appreciation for something like that then, but now it's just, I, I, and it has nothing to do with the, the motifs or what's going on. They're just boring movies. So much of the Halloween series is just boring. And each movie's trying to rewrite what happened in the last movie that it's just, 
it's exasperating and there's no pleasure in doing it at all. Even Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 is trying to rewrite stuff from the first movie because they Well, you can tell he's bored by Halloween 2. He didn't particularly care about making a Halloween 2, I don't think, after the backlash he got from the first one. Just like, well, they said I could do anything, so I don't know. Let's go fuck it up. Let's do something interesting. And that's what I find interesting about that because it's just a survivor story and just kind of like how horrible... Well, Laurie Strode's annoying in it. Yeah, her family and friends and shit were getting murdered left and right. How normal would you be? There's a lot of super fucking I don't, I don't know how to say it. Like macho, I guess, reviews about this uh, the the Rob Zombie series that it's it's particularly upsetting sometimes. I guess to to like scroll through Letterbox, scrolling through IMB, IMDb, and seeing people's opinions on stuff, and just it, it, a lot is so hateful. Because of, like, I, I don't give a shit. Laurie Strode wouldn't do that. The Laurie Strode I know wouldn't do that. Which iteration? Because the very first movie, she's a teenager, and I think Scout Taylor Compton is is doing the exact same thing. She's a teenager in 2007, and as somebody who was a fucking teenager in 2007, that it was pretty close to... I mean, th- that movie's a time capsule piece for me because it feels like that fucking era, even though I think it's supposed to take place in, like, the, the 80s. Because Michael's a weird little white trash kid in the late 70s and the movie's like 11 years later so uh, early 90s I don't know fuck it it doesn't matter the, the semantics of the goddamn Rob Zombie timeline does absolutely not matter in in any universe at all and it's it's what you just said it's completely about survival and then the only other timeline you have Laurie Strode is a functioning alcoholic who has spent every moment of her life changing her identity and hiding from what happened, and she is forced to face evil, and then in the David Gordon Green, she is a recovering, functioning, I don't know if she's functioning, but she's an alcoholic who is hidden away and has become a gun nut, which I feel a lot of his series, the David Gordon Green trio trilogy, is inherently political to the time period of what was happening in American history, and representative of a lot of xenophobic fear that was happening at the time period. At the time period now, too. (laughs) Um, Well, it's... I read some, you know, some Twitter stuff throughout uh, the whole controversy of Halloween Ends, and the one that struck me the most as, like, being very weird was just, like, you've ruined the legacy of Michael Myers, and all I'm thinking of is, what legacy? There's, like, 13 movies, and none of them match up. What story are you wanting of Michael Myers that you would be okay with. And it seems to be, they don't really have anything. They kind of just went to watch Halloween again over and over. And like the original, just like, well, this one's too violent. This one's not violent enough. And they just kind of want to watch the exact same movie and just, kind of get off on watching Michael stalk people. And I just don't like what's interesting about that. Even if they did that, people would complain if they just did. Michael goes to each state here. He is in Arkansas. Here he is in Idaho. If they did, Michael goes aboard the ISS and is up there fucking floating around. There would be a problem regardless. It wouldn't matter what fan service that the David, David Gordon green and, and company, because there's, I believe four writers on this instead of just because each time a, a, a new writer joined on top of the original two. So I think you have four working on on Halloween and there's not I don't I I really don't think there's one thing they could do I mean Sean S. Cunningham could fucking come out of retirement I don't know if he's retired but he could he could make a new Friday the 13th movie and 
you fucking know there'd be more of a majority of problems of this gatekeeping. It's trying to make this movie too too much like it used to be. You know, I don't I don't know. I mean, like the Omen remake was a fucking shot for shot remake, and people hated it for that. What do you want? But he I. I I, and I'm with you. I mean, it's it's a struggle because even with friends and, and peers and people I respect, reading a lot of their reviews is just like, I don't know, I don't think you got it. I don't think you spent enough time. And I hate, that sounds egotistical and snide. I don't think you got it. I don't mean to come off that way, but I think there's a bit more to, and, and you and I have just been nailing the points, and, and I agree with you on, on almost everything. I think everything. It's it's a very thought thought-provoking movie. It's a very analytical movie, and nobody wants that out of a Halloween movie. But at the same time, the people for years that have touted how much they love Halloween 3 are the ones with these hate banners that hate this movie. And I think what they made for for Halloween Ends is fucking Halloween 3. It is the most Halloween 3 of any movie except Halloween 3 because it so drastically fucking changes from the direction they were going in, which is, funnily enough, the direction John fucking Carpenter wanted the series to go to the entire time. He was the one that was like, no, let's make it something scary happening on Halloween. Every Halloween, Michael Myers is dead. Just like fucking Jason. There is no Jason! I'm with Tom Savini. <laughs> I, th- I just think they like went. They had this embodiment of what Michael Myers is supposed to be, and Michael Myers is kind of nothing. And that's kind of what David yeah. Gordon Green is saying: is that's just he's a guy thing. in a mask who's killing people, and the only reason, like, and he's the ultimate narcissist. I mean, that's like he's getting off on being a killing machine, and you're the ones who are giving him his power. You're the ones who are all like bloodthirsty and he keeps coming back sequel after sequel because this is what you want you just want to watch him kill people and when we gave that to you in halloween ends well no not like that well or in halloween kills not like that though i want it like i want it like this and really when you surmise all the arguments it's just like do you really honestly want halloween four again because i think that's what they really truthfully want is just bring michael back i don't care how yep um, I just like he's a killing machine. He kills these people and now stick him down a mine shaft and then we can continue this on. Just write some good characters for him to kill. And I find that argument to be very uninteresting because I don't want to watch people die for no reason. I don't want to like characters and watch them get fucking. And I know that's a lot of point for slasher films, but I mean, the, the I think it's particularly bizarre to set up an entire movie just to fucking kill people. I mean, I know that's a big thing with with the, the, the first Terrifier film is let's get rid of the, the final girl halfway through. Oh, spoilers, by the way, for um however old that guy. No, don't movie. get me started on Terrifier. But, you know, I, that's the, the gist of, of my. Uh, my my exploding statement here is it just fucking it seems pointless to me and it 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 it, it yeah never mind I don't fucking it's know. well it's it's murder for the sake of murder and just kind of witnessing it it's it's like watching a rotten dot com fucking uh, faces a death reel of like just atrocities and I'm just I'm not interested in that nor am I interested in what most slashers have become which is a series of tropes and the writers of those movies seem to think. Let's write some assholes because you're here to watch the killer kill these people, aren't you? I'm like, no, I want to like the people <laughs> and I want them to succeed in killing the killer. I don't I want it to mean something when these people die. I don't want to be like, yeah, great. Get that fucking asshole out of the film. A complaint I can, I guess, volley toward Halloween ends is I, I do believe tropes are what has killed and continues beating the corpse of the slasher. It's the meta genre. commentary that I'm uninterested in of just. 
re-doing Scream kind of over and over again. We're commenting on this and this and this. It's like, eh. Well, we have this, like, dumb superimposed list of rules that must be followed that never existed before Scream that, for some reason, filmmakers take very seriously now. And the concept of the final girl, there has to be a final girl, has just grown completely tiresome. And, and Which, abol- of course, get David Gordon Green has been in each and every movie in this tr- trilogy has been saying, the final girl is not important. The final girl is not important. The final girl is not important. That's my problem with, with what happens with ends is, you know, it's like, well, all of a sudden she's important. And I think it would have been much more. That's adi- attacked on ending. The studio yeah. interfered with that. One. I really think it would have been much more adequate to, to waste a moth. But I, I don't know. I personally like the idea of uh, the, the perpetuation of this concept of fear existing almost as an imprint uh, not so much supernaturally, but Cody, Co- Cody, Corey, Corey becoming the next Michael Myers. I could have tolerated that, but I really felt that spoilers in that last moment, one last goddamn scare. Wouldn't it have been terrific if Michael grabbed Lori's leg and they just went into the uh, the car crusher together? And uh, and that would have dismissed this mythical final girl bullshit and it's not all bullshit it worked really fucking well for the movies that it worked in from a period of like oh let's say 1974 i can't quite remember when black christmas came out to uh, scream screamish to around that fucking time in history and since then it's just been crammed down your throat there's got to be a final girl and you can't do this you can't do that and it was fun for a little while it was neat to follow these rules but now it's become its own fucking myth and so much of that has been squashed with the gordon green series it just too i i and i i understand studio involvement but uh, I, I one of if it was five, I know there's at least one other ending. But I w- I really deeply hope that there is some fucking ultra cut of this that comes out that has a better ending. But uh, it worked. It's I, I brought up the white horse shit from Rob Zombie's Halloween two. It sounds stupid when you read about it, and when it came out, I'm sure. I God, how old would I have been? Nineteen, twenty year old me, maybe younger. I don't know. I know the first one came out in two thousand and seven. So nineteen, twenty year old me would have fucking hated it. And I think it did. I think I pretty pretty vocally hated it back then. But it what was written and the concept that he's working for with what the White Horse stands for in the last few moments of that movie makes utter sense. And it really, the, the director's cut or the uncut version, whatever you want to call it, is a pretty terrific movie. And it's it really confuses me with Halloween fans of, of what you've been talking about. What the fuck do you want? You, you just want the same movie over and over again that Rob Zombie, most of the movie, Michael's even maskless. You're exposed to the absolute evil, the, the black-eyed evil. power away. According to David Gordon Green, that's what like, like all these people are kind of obsessed with is just, well, you took it's the power away. No, he's just some bearded homeless guy. It's like the power is in a mask, apparently, all of a sudden. Well, the mask doesn't do shit for Corey. Because it's just a goddamn mask. I think it's the anonymity, and I think that works upon the fear induced from Carpenter's 1978 film that that's what worked so well with it. Before Michael is related to Laurie or any of that shit, Michael is just, from what we are told from Loomis, this black deviled-eyed child that feels absolutely nothing, and then he's released, and his stalking game, his predatory stalking match with these teenagers, it's quite frightening. You know, just because he saw Lori, he's been hunting her this entire time. He saw her through the window or the, the front door at the old Myers place when she drops off the key, and it's just a hungry predator. And the, the whole idea was just over-the-top terrifying. You move into the next film, for what it's worth, in my opinion, I just never cared for it, giving the point 
that Michael's hunting her because they're related. It takes away the fear. Now, so if you're in the way, he'll kill you. But if you just fucking get out of the way, he's just going for a relative, which is furthered even stupidified, as I will say, in the next movie because it's his niece. Oh, <laughs> I just don't care. I want to care. That's the thing. I fucking want to, but I don't. And that's no fault of, of, of Mustafa Akkad or anybody else involved in them because there are great things. Daniel Harris is a child and an adult. Brilliant actor. I'll, t- I'll say that anytime I discuss Halloween. I'll talk about Danielle. Well, like, I think David Gordon Green took the, the Strangers concept to heart with his Halloween trilogy of just Michael Myers. Ultimately, his obsession with, um, with Jamie Lee Curtis's character with Laurie Strode is just, you were home. That's why I was going after you. That's why I'm doing any of this. There's no fucking reason. It's just, I am killing people because I want to kill people. I'm a narcissistic personality. I, I have a giant fucking ego to like myself as a fucking eater of worlds type character. I had a Joker moment. That's literally all it is. It's like, there's nothing special about Michael. Corey can be Michael. Anybody in this town can end up being Michael. There is no magic. It, it literally is just, Sometimes there's fuck people stay as far away from the fuck people as you can. And maybe, maybe at the end, let some of this stuff go and go look at the cherry blossoms, live a life. Don't be like, don't plunge yourself into that darkness and just obsess over the darkness. I think a lot of your feelings meld very well with mine and, and mix truly well. Cause I, I haven't thought about it from the perspective of Michael even feeling anything. I, I, so if you look at what I've I've discussed and I've, I've brought up on some other shows, too, that Michael has been told all this time this is what he is, and Corey's been told all this time this is what he is, they've snapped to a point of, of desensitization. I haven't screwed up a word yet tonight, but there it is. Got that th- thesaurus out. I just screwed up thesaurus. Thesaurus. So they, but they've they've become what they've been told they are. But that can really work into your point of view also of them looking at themselves with the utmost ego and yeah, it's all either way. It's the same basic story though. I mean, of just like what has it doesn't matter what has took them to this point because at the end of the day they are just people who are fucked. I think looking at it from either perspective is super valid and 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 I I don't know I hate saying something like this because it does sound like a gatekeeping edge lord thing. But I think the people that truly, truly are hating this movie and are saying that it's worse than Resurrection, it's the worst in the series, I, I want you to watch it again. But if, if you're just not, I, I hate saying you have to look for certain things because I it, it didn't take me so much the second rewatch. I was very much expecting something in theaters. And having just watched Kills, I, I was really expecting something similar to that and that it was going to be batshit and over the top. And it was. All of that, it was completely batshit and over the top and gonzo and psychotronic and all these random words you want to use to describe a movie. It it just went in a direction that you didn't expect and that seemed displeasing at first and I know it leaves this bad taste in your mouth but to, to really capitalize on what Nash has been saying, you, you want this ultra-violent character to continuously be succeeding to perpetuate this idea of fear and bringing up goddamn politics. Looking at this world we're living in that is a constant source of fear, do we need the boogeyman? The boogeyman is no more than you and I and everybody else and all men and all people can be absolute evil. And that transition of, is it Michael, is it Corey? Can you kill them? 
yes, there's a finalization because evil can be defeated. There's some hope at the end of this rainbow for once, and it seems like most Halloween fans don't want the hope. They just want the gloom, doom, death, and nihilism. And I don't know, man. I I I actually quite I don't I don't like Laurie Strode living, but in the ending we have, I quite like that whole back and forth between her and Frank and them sitting down. And I believe Linus Fitness Center pointed this out on another episode, but the bag he fucking brought that fruit in is so useless. What's the, <laughs> it's the worst fucking thing. Thanks for the gift. He's going to, he's touched all of them. It's going to collect gnats. That's useless, especially in what out it's after Halloween. It's in early November gnat season, man. Come on. I mean, it even is touched on at the beginning of Halloween ends when the little kid gets killed and it's, it's a fully an accidental death, but what caused it is just fear of Michael Myers. Like at the bit, like he's gets locked in the closet. He's getting skeeved out because the kid's playing a prank on him and he doesn't know what's going on. So another kid dies because the power of what you've given this myth of Michael Myers, you freak people out to the point that they're accidentally hurting others. It's happened time and time again. And the Halloween series, well, even like um, in Halloween asshole, two, though. when Ben Tramer gets hit by the car, it's just like Michael is causing chaos because you are all giving Michael too much fucking power. When, if you just keep your heads about you, he can be defeated. I mean, the motherfucker walks slow as shit. He's not even very deliberate. He's just, He's just uh, like he's not a force of nature. He's just a guy. Stop giving him all the power. Sounded like you were quoting Rudyard Kipling there for a minute. Yes, I pulled the book off my shelf, and yes, specifically, a pair of ragged claws scuttering around the ocean floor. You know, a little apocalypse now. Dennis Hopper quoting. Hey, it, it 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 all conceptually, and this is I don't know if it's my bottom statement on it. It's all conceptually interesting. I I think it works. I, I, I personally really think it works. The more I've reflected upon it, I've seen Halloween ends three times at this point. I'll add in some wow and oh sound effects for that. And the the third time, I admittedly didn't pay much attention to it. And there was a couple key scenes I really wanted to watch over again. And I, I have to say I enjoyed it. I, I like the movie. I'm glad I got to see it. I saw it in one of those crazy... IMAX theaters with like a 68 inch screen and there was a hundred fucking speakers all over which the bummer for me is kills would have been to see the movie in that type of theater with how much violence and explosions and just the 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 Carpenter and Cody Carpenter John and Cody and there's somebody else in that band their soundtrack was amazing this was a much more muted movie it wasn't even drastically synth heavy I didn't even follow much of the soundtrack I I found the movie engaging and there got a point to me where I, I was disgusted with what had happened. And I'll admit that was the, the fight between Laurie Strode, and Michael Myers in the kitchen. Spoilers. Didn't like how the, I, I'm fucking spoilers. I'm I, I, it's just an embedded habit in me that I have to call it out at this point. But, uh, who cares? Reshoots. Yeah. I, I just, it, it didn't work for me, but with what the fucking product is with what is released with what is out, is tolerable, and I find it to work far better than anything, excluding Halloween 3 Season of the Witch, because I think that's... I even, I even have a hard time ranking that in my Halloween rankings. I don't even want to, because it's such a different universe. I like to just deal with Michael Myers. I, I feel this worked more successfully than any other movie's ending, except Halloween 2, because that... And they're the same ending. It was the finalization. Evil is dying with the person who is responsible for not 
Which, I don't know, it's bullshit putting the blame on Loomis. He's just trying to fucking kill evil. It's not his fault. Everyone says he's, and I've brought it up, throughout the series, the Thorn series, he's a really shitty doctor. But in the very first movie, he is the one that's like, I fucking told you not to transport him. I told you he should die. That's what I said. He's a crazy son of a bitch, and then you guys put him on a fucking bus, and, and then nobody believes me. Suck my dick. Progressively throughout the series, and more than likely as Donald Pleasant's alcoholism turned him into a true life villain. I love taking rim shots at this dead guy for some reason. <laughs> guy died in 1995. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know why I pick on Donald Pleasant so much because I, lo- I love Oliver Reed, who was a ridiculous drunk. But there are some points in the series where a very fucking wasted Donald Pleasant is just shaking the shit out of little Danielle Harris and scarring her for fucking life, just probably reeking Cookie. of brandy. Woman. Poor, poor Donald Pleasant. Uh, um, where I, I, I re- talk about his alcoholism as I start looking for a beer to open. To <laughs> Let me get my beer while I talk about how this son of a bitch drank himself to death. But his his he becomes such a fucking terrible doctor and, and inept uh, throughout the series. But in the very first fucking movie, he didn't do anything wrong. You learn in Dr. In Halloween 2018, Dr. Sartan is just batshit. And that I brought this up earlier. I've talked about it before. That character is such a waste. It sucks that they kill him off in the fashion they do. Would have been great to keep him around and to follow more into his studies and to learn more about the banana batshit crazy theories he has with Michael Myers. But for what it fucking is, it works. I, I arguably think... What do you want? You want to take Michael Myers being defeated by Buster Rhymes? Trick or treat... Or do you want to take Halloween ends and it being, I haven't even brought this shit up, but I've talked about it before, literally a goddamn, some of it scene for scene remake of fucking Christine. I'll take Christine. Well, apparently David Gordon Green agrees with you because he even brought that up to John Carpenter when he sent the script. You think it's too much like Christine? It's a remake. Um, Because I think that's like, it was a story he was more interested in exploring as opposed to the Michael Myers thing of just like, somebody's descent into madness into like quote unquote evil. Um, and I think that's really where he was headed and it's an interesting place to go. And that's why it's hard to gauge Halloween ends for me because it's like, if you haven't seen it, yes, I like definitely you should watch it and pick it apart and see what you think about it. But through all of it, it's, it's like something like the piano with Holly Hunter and Harry Keitel. I've seen it. It's not something I really am ever going to watch again. It's like, yeah, it's all right. I mean, it's pretty good. It's, it's telling a story and it's the same thing with Halloween ends. It's like, yeah, they're, they're going they're, They went in a bold direction. They were trying to kind of speak to a concept and I don't know if they were fully a hundred percent, um, successful with how they were speaking to that concept, but it's interesting the direction that they went. But I will still watch Malignant again any day of the week over Halloween ends just because of how batshit insane it gets. And I don't think Malignant's like a great movie. It's a four star movie for me, though, just because of high enjoyability factor and how ridiculous it gets. And that's just kind of that's what it's like being a film fan, because there are different levels you can get off on things. I think The Witch is an excellent film. But it's telling a very boring story, so you're going to get kind of a boring answer at the end. But that's the story they are trying to tell. And with other things, though, it's just like, yeah, you're kind of trying to tell a boring story, but I don't know if you 
uh, were 100% successful with it. And I, that's the way I feel about ends. They're about 75 to 80% successful with that. So applause, David Gordon Green. And the fact that he was able to get it made and got it through the studio of like, yeah, I don't want Michael in this movie really at all. Fuck that guy. <laughs> so uh, let's just go this direction. And Blumhouse allowed him to do it. So that's great because you got to take risks. You got to take risks as opposed to making another paranormal activity movie. I mean, you made a Halloween film and went bold with it as opposed to just shoveling the same shit that we've been shoveling for 44 fucking years, man. The piano. What, were you surfing channels lately and saw that on or something? That was a that's a, that's the wildest reference that's ever been on this show. The fucking. That's piano. not that wild. I just remember watching the piano. It's an okay movie. It's just like, all right. I um <laughs> I, on on the subject of what you just said about Blumhouse. I don't know how to say this without it being offensive, so I'll just say it and risk it being offensive. I think Jason Blum really likes money, and the risk that was involved in this movie is can we make a fuck ton of money out of it? And by making it almost exploitive of the Halloween series is like the ultimate exploitation of the Halloween series. I think the risk involved here was he's a producer. That's what he is interested in. And exactly. Yeah. Are we going to make a lot of money? or Are we going to make a lot of fucking money? There's the difference between a lot of money and a lot of fucking money. And I think they were going for a lot of fucking money. I I think, and I got my money. Is it Jordan Bloom? Who the, the, Jason Bloom or Jason Bloom? Yeah, I don't know why I went with Jordan. Jordan's Bloom. his evil uh, brother that is is backwards <laughs> man that lives on the back of him. That's him. But That's the guy. I think Jason Bloom is kind of an odd guy, and I don't like people think he's like oh he, he's holding some things back or uh, maybe like he skews me out in certain ways and da da da. I just I think he's just kind of not very in the moment, and I don't I don't know I don't know how to put it. I think he likes to put out uh, he has the opportunity and the the venue to put out movies that he's he's specifically interested in and that's he 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 goes over them when he puts his his title and his tag on stuff it's things that genuinely interest him and companies and production companies just aren't run that way anymore and you go back and you look at things like Canon like Hammer like Amicus there were very eccentric uh, production companies even Vestron to an extent I mean, there's some normal-ish movies through even canon, so <clears throat> big old burp there. Sorry, that'll probably maybe get cut. I think what Blumhouse does is a little bit more like the the old you know, 50s, 60s, 70s production companies. I mean, even Universal had its own, and they, they kind of did again with the Dark Universe, but they had their own monster production company aside where they were just pumping shit out. Uh, Amicus Hammer, I mentioned all of those things. And it, it's it's weird to have something like that in this era. And it's kind of like what's going on with Criterion right now and how they laid off like 40%, maybe, I don't remember, 20 to 40% of their staff. 75%. Wow, even a, a, a much greater number. And I might be wrong. I might be confusing that with Elon Musk's Twitter promise. Well, and uh, I think a lot of the problems with that is how... Um, like Criterion, this is a whole different story, is is not changing with the times as to where other companies have moved into their territory and do what they used to be very famous for excellently. I think a lot of people expect that of Blumhouse, that it's like, well, you're a horror company, so why aren't you pumping out this, 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 and this? And it's not so much a peculiarity with Bloom, but or Blum, 
I always say the guy's name wrong, but that he is putting out movies he's genuinely, he believes in, maybe? I mean, I'm not sure. I'm taking a lot of this from uh, his appearance on The Last Drive-In, but I think he's is genuinely invested in the films that he puts out, that he wants to put out something that spoke to him overall. He reminds me so much of Robert Shea from uh, when Nuon Cinema was still an independent. Like, it's crazy that they basically have the same attitude towards filmmaking. Like, and if you watch them in interviews, they're like they even have very similar mannerisms and things, and they're very dry the way they talk about the film industry. Of like, yeah, I mean, th- this script wasn't very good, but I knew it would make some money, so we did this and did it like, and yeah, th- you got to do one for them and one for yourself, and that kind of attitude of just kind of very basic. Roger Corman's the same way in a lot of ways. It, I, I, I guess it's not so much a jaded facet, but there's so much, there's different avenues of hope. You know, you have somebody like Lloyd Kaufman who just says, "Go the fuck out there, and do whatever you can, make a movie." But when you're looking at it from a, a production angle of, can you sell it? How many units of this can be moved? Is there merchandising involved in it? Like just, just, uh, I hate fucking bringing it up, but why not? Because I've not seen most of them, so I'm kind of in the dark talking about it. But Terrifier. I think is I will give say something nice before I say something negative. I'll give a great deal of credit for an indie, an indie going this far and being in major fucking theater chains all across the country. Congratulations! And Headline news stuff too. Yeah, I mean, they're they're getting headlines for. Apparently, I have not seen Terrifier too, but yeah, what either. the content of that film is is like it's it's sparking conversation, which is always a good thing. I don't think I'll be a huge fan of the film because I was not a fan of the first film uh, or the the anthology I've that came. I've seen Terrifier. I got I've I've seen like twenty minutes of it and I gave up and I watched All Hallows Eve and I I'm, I'm gonna paraphrase here, but the great Sean Lewis, the man behind Rotten Cotton, Ebon Press, Ebon Comics, legendary former Blackest Hearts Media. Everybody knows Sean Lewis. If you don't, look it up. He said on Facebook a couple days ago, somebody asked him, he, he had been talking about Halloween Ends. This might tie on together. He did not care for Halloween Ends and, and agrees with many people, including myself, the series should just be Halloween, Halloween 3, and that's fucking it. Don't worry about anything else. Leave it at that. Somebody asked him in the comments what he thought about Terrifier, and he said something I think you, Alexander Nash, can relate to the audience and myself. I don't have as much time to watch movies as I used to anymore. So when I watch movies, I'm very particular about what I want to watch and I'm not into violence for the sake of violence or mean spirited films for being mean spirited, which is a reflection. All of us, I think have taken from the, the late great Chaz Ballin. And I'm very happy that this indie movie has had success, but it's not for me. And that's even where I, I don't know if I could say anything better than that, that I've tried and I, I got enough through Terrifier before even the, the big twist of Runeski and the final girl problem with that movie where I had had enough of this. I don't. What's the point? What's the purpose? And now it, it's it's I'm not mad it's being celebrated. You're fucking allowed to like whatever you like. But I do think it is very interesting how much celebration there is for the spirit of being mean and violent and destructive over Halloween ends, which was. Uh, I don't want to say therapeutic, but dealing with the emotion and the stress of trauma. And I think maybe a lot of people that haven't had trauma, is a bold statement, prefer watching 
violence for the sake of violence that they don't quite understand how cleansing something like the well, end I of, think that's a yeah. lot of how somebody else take trauma over. though on the other end of it is they find it cathartic to watch something that is you can call it mean-spirited or I just like to say kind of pointless because there's not much story like art the clown as a character kind of uh interesting like you know iconography and uh kind of how they've created this character and it's very bold and it's uh very much can get ingrained in the public consciousness i just don't think that character does anything very interesting because it's just like i you're not really trying to say anything we're just kind of going through the motions and we're kind of getting a super violent gore film of which I just stopped having interest in when I was like, you know, 18 years old, 19 years old. I just like, well, this is gorier than that. It's just like kind of got over that bit of my I life. I like gory stuff and I, I, I enjoy super violent aspects of things, but I still want there to be a, a I point to what I'm watching. Like, you know, push to my allowed. limit with concepts and, well, make it violent, but have a fucking point for it at least. I mean, yeah, give well, give just, some uh, credentials. That's what I, I want. I want my brain to be somewhat stimulated with an idea more. And like, at a certain point, I got more interested in horror for how it could disturb me as opposed to what I could see. Like, how far can we take this? And that's why things like shit, like a Serbian film, is just like this is definitely not for me because it is just a whole fucking bunch of shot me, shot me shit. And I think that's kind of where I lie on terrifier is just, it's just shot me, shot me, shot me. And I just don't care to be shocked anymore. Like if you want to like disturb me with implications, ideas and things like that, as opposed to just like, Hey, here's as much fucking just shit as we can throw on the screen at once. And I just, I, I don't care. There's enough violence going on like in real life that I just don't want to see like we mangled 60 people in this one and didn't have anything to say about it. For me, I just need there to be, it's not a reality, but there needs to be a reason in the reality of the violence. I love practical gore effects. I I love monsters. I love blood. I love violence. And it doesn't matter if it's some ridiculously tacky genre lawn obvious plaster of Paris bright stage blood or Tom Savini blowing up heads and maniac and Dawn of the Dead. I love gore. It's a big reason why I'm a horror fan, but I don't want it. I don't, I can't ever enjoy mean spirited gore. There's nothing in it for me. I don't, I, I, a lot of the parroting with parroting what you're saying here. I don't have just any enjoyment for it. I want to like the characters. It doesn't have to be a final girl, but I want there to be a story that's being told. And if that story happens to have a great deal of violence within it, I hope it's goddamn great. I'll point out Solnier, Jeremy Solnier's Green Room. Not a great deal of violence in that movie, but there are some scenes that are truly effective and for, for as much as they could be practical, and that was delightful. It's upsetting. I want to close my eyes when I'm watching that scene. Recently, I was watching the, the original Ring series, the Japanese series, and there's not much gore, there's not much violence in that, but twice as effective as the American movies, and this isn't a fucking debate of which one of them are better, there's a part where one of the characters loses their fingernails, and it was gritty, it was gory, but it wasn't uh, an over-the-top excessive thing, but fuck it, I love Peter Jackson, blood, violence, guts. 
I I can sit and defend something like Dead Alive. It's not mean fucking spirited, and it has nothing to do with being bully or bullyism or mean being mean spirited in general. It's having a point for the goddamn violence. So I can't keep saying mean spirited because some things can be mean. Some things can be mean and have a point. There's a lot in the the Nightmare on Elm Street series where Freddy, after he transitions to kind of a comedian esque horror host character. He's very mean-spirited, and a lot of that works. A lot of it works for the fucking story that's being told, and there's a contrast with hope and good and evil and all that, and you don't have to get fucking philosophical with every point and every aspect on it, but I just cannot get behind violence for the sake of violence, and it's it's not even... I know so much of this is just kind of mimicking the stuff Chaz Ballin wrote about years ago in Deep Red Magazine, but geez, I don't even know fucking... Outside of fanatics and, and people like us, I don't know who reads that or knows. I mean, I know they're reprinting a lot of Chaz's old articles and things. But it was it was a sentiment I did learn to appreciate from him that I didn't think of before. And there's a lot of films that I don't agree with him on. He was very, very vocal against Fred Vogel's August Underground series. And I think, despite a lot of it not being on screen, I think there's a lot more to those movies than just violence for the sake of violence. Well, there at a certain point, what those films are about are kind of pushing the envelope, the August Underground series specifically, pushing the envelope of what we can make feel like reality. And that's what I found interesting about those. But when you take, and same thing with something like the Poughkeepsie, Poughkeepsie tapes, but when you take that same concept other places, like, but you're not doing anything with it. You're just, being vile and that's all you're being like you have a fictional story and let's see how vile we can make this fictional story i just don't think that's like that interesting i can wrap this all into one big plug here that uniquely enough people for years have been looking for the august underground series on dvd or blu-ray and they're they're greatly expensive steven byru's company unearthed is putting out August Underground, the complete trilogy. Not sure if the the maggot cut, the Michael Maggot cut of Mortem, will be on that. I hope so. But also, this same very company, you can get a deluxe 4K UHD, multiple commentaries, behind-the-scene features, deleted scene, the Serbian film. Same company. Unearthed is, uh, pushes the limit, man. They have a lot of terrific stuff. Also did the American, the same company, Steve Byru did the American guinea pig, goddamn, did the American guinea pig film series. And that's neither here nor there, just just giving them a quick, swift plug because we're talking about it. Uh, but it's, I mean, we've gotten into a pretty good uh, contrast with things here that I think can wrap around back to Halloween ends, that it's it's looking at the amount of violence and, and the that's... It, I don't even know what I'm trying to fucking say. People, what we at some points we're saying here that yeah, people just want the violence and the repetitive nature of Michael Myers, but it's hard to actually say that with a straight face because that's all Halloween Kills was, and everybody fucking hated it. And then, and it's each time I don't know what it is with me. I saw Halloween 2018 when Kills came out because I had no fucking interest whatsoever in seeing another Halloween film. When it came out, I didn't care, didn't want to see it. There was no hype. There was no excitement. I saw it the night before Kills came out, and I watched that and was like, fuck, I like this. I think these are cool. I really, really enjoy these. And then this year, going back over everything, I'm in the same place. I like these. I really enjoy these. I've been philosophical and educated enough on the show to just now at this point at the end, if anyone's still listening, just say, oh, fuck off. Just 
You you don't like the new Halloween. You won't like anything. It doesn't matter. That's fine. There are plenty of other terrible Halloween movies for you to love or hate because there are 13 of them and the story no longer has any relevancy into anything. There's not much you can say. And David Gordon Green tried to say like something and you all went, nah, fuck that. I hate that. Rob Zombie tried to say something with Halloween too. Nah, fuck that. I hate that. What do you want? As long as there isn't a COD still alive, I guarantee you in the next few years, there'll be a new Halloween movie. It's going to work that way. Somebody else will come up with a new idea to end it all. And fucking A, if Jamie Lee Curtis is paid enough, she will appear in that too. She will say every single time, no, 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 no. I saw on Facebook, Jamie Lee Curtis posted. This is the last time she's going to do it. Well, guess what? Why don't you go back to fucking 1999 and look at all those press releases for H2O and then go in another couple years and look up all those press releases for Resurrection. It's just a couple fucking more hundred thousand dollars every time. And then you can get Jamie Lee back. As long as she's alive, as long as an Akkad is alive, there will be new Halloweens. And even if she doesn't fucking return, there's going to be a new one. There is no ending. This is the only series next to Hellraiser that and, and the uh, the Chainsaw series that still gets play. I mean, there's a new shitty Chainsaw movie that comes out every few years. Shittier by each iteration, yeah, too. They my God. just get worse, every single one. Getting farther and farther away from God. I can, honestly, if I like go through the... I think they are, like that. as far as a series of movies, they might be in order from best to worst, from the first one to the last one. You know, I the only one, and this could be a, a whole great episode of Death by DVD, too, that I will give... I was watching it a couple weeks ago that I'll give some credit to is uh, as as I've grown upon it, man, next generation, a lot of it's shitty. I'm not I'm not saying it's good, but it's at least the least shitty remake sequel out of all of them. I will rank it at least third. I I will go Texas Texas to next generation. Uh I wasn't completely true cuz I would put uh was it beginnings the beginning or whatever. I kind of like that one. The remake yeah, the, is okay. The sequel to the remake or the prequel to the remake with Arlie Ermey where he becomes the sheriff and all that. That was all right. That was cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it gets crazy in a lot of uh, interesting ways. It's just that's a specifically the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a hard series because it never fucking needed a sequel. It's a story that was told within the, the, the four walls of Toby Hooper's genius masterpiece film. There's no there was no fucking point aside from money to do sequels. And we, at some point we, we need to do a Hellraiser show because I, we're not very far off from one. another. I will get to four and then put like past part four. I'm going to be like, Oh my God, can I even talk about these fucking movies? Hellraiser eight, uh, hell world is a giant piece of shit. Is that the Lance Hendrickson one? Yes. Yeah. The video game. It's worse than, the the fucking fat pinhead one, whatever that one's a revelations. The it's Walmart worse than that pinhead. one. It's worse than judgment. It's the worst one. Well, I meant actually the the new one that I I don't think we're very far off with our beliefs, but you you are a much more positive spectrum, and I'm uh, a little bit more on the negative spectrum. But not not anything against the new Hellraiser series. It's the same thing I said about the the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's just the fucking story doesn't need to be told. I understand capitalizing on the villain, and this is as a most of the problem, if not the entire problem with Halloween as a series. It's fucking capitalizing on this guy in the mask. And sometimes it it was scary enough. Halloween is still a fairly frightening film. It it always gets to me. It always makes me a little edgy. 
the original Hellraiser has always made me uncomfortable, and as we progress through that series, it does nothing. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I, I think, is one of the most effective, frightening fucking movies on the planet. Always will be, always has been since it's it's the day it came out. It's, I, I dare say, perfect. Everything following it has been completely unnecessary. And not it's not always true. I think more, even though I, I, I contradict myself, I think Jason is a stupid character and he doesn't exist. But I think some of the sequels to Friday the 13th are much better than Friday the 13th. I think there's some really fun movies to be had in that. Wouldn't say the same thing for Nightmare on Elm Street. They're all but... basically the same. And that's why they cannot, like, they have varying degrees of disappointment because it's all basically the same movie. That's why I prefer that series over most of them because the other ones get shit shitty real quick those are all like up until at least like seven's kind of not great but it's still entertaining eight is pretty terrible even nightmare on elm street there's a there's a continuity that's followed that there was at least enough respect for the previous team and the previous story that it's not consistently rebooted uh, so much it just that's what's the frustrating thing with halloween is you really can't have any investment with these characters, and and I think even beyond Laurie Strode, the the character that is most emotionally available for you to get attached to is the Jamie Lloyd character, and she's just thrown away. The character is wasted going into what is it six or is it seven? It doesn't matter. It's it's the Paul Rudd movie, and we move on more into this cult plot, and there's nothing relatable at that point. You can't relate. You can't have any attachment aside from violence and violence for the sake of violence. I don't know. I'm I'm beating this horse dead. I just I I don't think the character has any worth beyond like maybe two movies, yeah, and it's it's a stupid character. There too. are twelve starring that character well i mean i was thinking jamie lloyd like it's a stupid fucking character too it's michael myers psychic niece that really doesn't stand particularly for anything but continuing the series and perpetuating more and more and more and more and more bullshit and it's it's hard to defend one thing or another you're allowed and it's like i the hard part is sounding and never wanting to sound like a gatekeeper or making it seem like this is some officiating statement. Man, you're allowed to like whatever the fuck you like. Uh, also, you're listening to Death by DVD, which is an opinion-based show about horror movies. But nothing is meant whatsoever in an insulting manner. It's not like I know I've been harsh and it said you're fucking wrong to the audience a handful of times, and I think most people are when it's coming to Halloween ends. I think it's very contradictory that these same people that love Halloween 3 and are like, it's the best movie. Fuck Joe Bob Briggs. He's got to show it on the show. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. It's the best movie. You like that because it's so different and unique or because it's trendy because everybody else likes it and you can buy fancy t-shirts about it now and it's become cult status. But you hate Halloween ends. I truly do think that is contradictory, but God damn it, like what you want to like. If, if, if you're really getting off on just some 60-year-old guy slaughtering people because you really hate teenagers that much, I would say seek therapy. Something could be wrong with you. But, again, that's mean-spirited, and I shouldn't, after going on this rant about being mean-spirited, I shouldn't be a dick. But, you know what? I am. You're naturally a dick. Yeah, I'm an asshole. There's nothing I can do about it. So I will embrace it and continue on with it. But, you know, here, there's there's two things you can do. Like what you want to like and fuck off, or hate it and fuck off. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter. It's In fucking three, four years, there will be a new Halloween. Maybe not even that long. Who, who fucking knows? I mean, I know David Gordon Green and 
Bloomhouse, Blumhouse is moving toward the Exorcist series. Fucking shame Richard Burton's dead. Which, uh, I mean, I don't know if they'd bring him back for this, but my God, I'd love to see old Richard Burton coming back for The Exorcist. I just want them to say Pazuzu, like, numerous times through all iterations of The Exorcist. Pazuzu. Right or wrong, but I certainly think this is the end of Halloween on Death by DVD. Who knows, this could even be our, our very first Patreon episode that you have spent $3 to hear. I have no idea at this point, but what I do know, what I have an absolute certainty on, is even if there is another Halloween movie in the next few years, we are not going to do another Halloween movie until we realize that October is several days away and there's no content whatsoever to put up for the most <laughs> successful month for horror and cult and exploitation podcasts. So that's really the bottom line of Happy Halloween. We didn't plan anything deeply to do before October, and I'm never doing this again. I'm never ranking movies again either. That's that's uh, already people have asked. Are you guys going to do Friday the 13th? Nope. Fuck off. Never doing it again. That's the end of the line. <laughs> Done. But I, I could do a whole episode about why uh, Jason Goes to Hell isn't as bad as people think it is. It isn't. It really isn't. I, I was watching that on cable a couple days ago, and even the cable edit, it's entertaining. Much more entertaining than most of the Halloween movie series. Next Halloween, we got to get back to monsters or something, uh, and it's it's really no insult to to the new trilogy. I'm just fucking Halloweened out, and it's the other movies, and I think a lot of the negativity, just just any form of social media, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, every other fucking post is somebody being just hateful and belligerent and ugly about a fucking. You know movie. that movie you really liked? It's fucking terrible it's just a, it's i mean i don't understand why there's so much implicit fucking hatred laid upon people that like it just reading so much just i mean you're you're really encompassing what the character of michael myers is you're just becoming ugly and hateful and there's no fucking reason for it shitting on people like this it's this goddamn movie ruined my childhood well, it's not anybody else's fault on Twitter you weren't hugged enough. And clearly that could be a lot of the problems with some of these people. But it's a fucking movie. And it, it just, it all relates me to my, I guess this has been my point of the show. It doesn't matter what the fucking movie would have been. It would have been an insane amount of reaction regardless. And what more could you want? I mean, I think, and here's a perspective for the haters. The more you hate on it, the more you post your hate, the more you perpetuate this hate, you're just giving a better win to David Gordon Green and everyone else that was involved and McBride and company and Jason Blum that you've caused this reaction 
this much this this much of a reaction to one simple little movie about an old man wearing a mask and killing people. This tired, tried story. Jamie Lee Curtis is like sixty five years old and is talking about whipping her tits out and people are. I wish she would have just. Let me see them titties. Like fuck. This is what the audience wants, and they're making a fucking commentary on it. Let that speak to you. The more you hate on it, the more you're making their legacy. <laughs> this is going to people. Everyone has been saying this, but this is going to be as as highly regarded as Season of the Witches now. I have a in challenge, a years. though. I have a challenge for any filmmakers Ooh, out there. Challenge. Any cha- Make a modern slasher film and make it interesting because... Nine times out of ten, you can't because slasher movies should have died in the eighties when they did die, and you keep trying to redo this whole genre again. And it's like these are inherently boring, and the only reason I really have any interest in them is probably through some nostalgia. Other than that, though, they're kind of really boring. Slasher movies are just boring. You and I have joked about it, and and you know argued about it in the past before but i've just never been a, a, an a explicit fan of slasher movies i don't think they suck i don't hate them but aside from some of the more iconic stuff and bob clark and the the early slashers texas the first friday the 13th it just doesn't do anything for me um you know baba-esque films and a uh, hatchet for the honeymoon bay of blood you know that that Ever all inspiring for the early era of slasher film slasher film those are all fine it just doesn't murder for murder doesn't do anything for me I, and it's not that I need something more dynamic because I'll watch anything I, it does, uh, lately I've been on the Jess Franco kick watching Paul Nashie Jess Franco movies I've been going to Spain I've been enjoying myself it, it's all situational of what you're into. I mean, maybe in a couple of years I'll come around and I'll be uh, a Halloween 2 fan. I don't know. I doubt it. I am a Halloween 2 soundtrack fan, though, motherfucker. That shit slaps. That's a great soundtrack. 1, 2, and 3 are perfection. And the new ones with Cody Carpenter and John, they're pretty good, too. I like that little guitar, that, that, that dirgy kind of metal sound. I like it. I, I watched the Young Guns movies recently. <laughs> Hey, that's something. I've been watching also some genre lawn. I'm I'm on a quest to try and watch 100 horror films, only horror films throughout October, and I'm on my really 57th movie with as of the recording of this episode, 9 days until Halloween. Gonna have to get moving on that one, my friend. Sweet, sweet Paul Nashie. He made about 12 movies. I'll be able to crush at least tonight. Gonna work all out. werewolf movies every single all one of them. of them werewolves and every sometimes he played a vampire but yeah this is this this is i i think the final fucking time i'll say this is the final time that we're gonna ever talk about halloween on this show um and that might not be true but yeah i've i've had a lot of different statements to make about this movie over the last month i'm gonna plug them again you can hear the Linus Fitness Center, the Linus Fitness Center, and myself on Watch Skip Plus talking about Halloween ends with Sammy Samurai, the Samurai from The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema, and of course, Cupcake, a.k.a. Jose, and Justin, a.k.a. The Cinemasochist, the host of Watch Skip Plus. And then you've got a, a lengthy, a very long episode where The Cinemasochist joins Linus Fitness Center and I, and we rank the entire Halloween series, all 13 films, and this is the end. This is, I, I think, maybe the most detailed that we've gotten to on ends. All, all three of these together are kind of like collecting infinity stones of 
Death by DVDs, Halloween ends episodes. You'll get a. Did you use a goddamn Marvel reference at the end of this show? Who the fuck are you? I don't know you anymore. Tell me what you thought of the She-Hulk show. I don't have Disney. Oh, man. But with that, the ashtray is full. The bottle is empty. Happy Halloween. Be pleasant. Well, you've made it through Death by DVD's Lost Halloween episode, and one year later, most of my thoughts really haven't changed on Halloween Ends. More than anything, I think I like it now more than I did then, and as you just heard, I kind of liked it then. But with further reflection, I do think it is the ideal piece to end the series, and I stand by all of my statements. So that's it for this episode. Do we have any more Lost tapes up our sleeves? Actually, we do. And if you'd like to hear them, you can find them on our Patreon, www.patreon.com slash deathbydvd, or you can visit our website, deathbydvd.com, and hit the Patreon page. Supporting Death by DVD ensures a future for this show, and I appreciate every single one of you that do just that and support us. And if you thought we would do another Halloween franchise movie without playing the amazing theme by the great Linus Fitness Center, you're fucking crazy. Because of course we're going to play it. Find him, follow him now. Bandcamp, Instagram, X, Threads, Linus Fitness Center. And with that, this episode is over. Happy Halloween. of today's programming have been mechanically reproduced.